Buffalo, St. Matthews, United Methodist Church, and those of you who are joining us online or audio, I'm Pastor Kelly. <laughs> and I'm Pastor Dave. And it's great to have you with us today. Um, hey, Jesus is here too. I I love that I'll go back and rewatch these, and like I never have a smooth transition to like Jesus also being here. So don't hold it against well, me. It's fine. And and to your, I mean, to that point, Jesus isn't actually in this passage that we're talking about today. So fair. Um, that being said, uh, da, 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 this week you taught on the rest of the chapter. It's not water from the rock. We did. What did we do this week? Did you study for this? I did. <laughs> I did. There's too many, too many questions. I have too much, too much going on in my brain. Exodus 17. Eight through thirteen, eight through seventeen, eight through seventeen, eight through seventeen. Eight through 17. Yeah. Uh, Abimelech. No, no, Amalek. Amalek's. <laughs> no, Abimelech is a person <laughs> in the scriptures. Amalek's are a people group. No, Amalekites are a people group. Amalek is actually a person. <laughs> All right, y'all. We'll see you next week. Uh, uh, yeah. So, so this week was. Uh, why don't you just share? Why don't you just share? You got it. So this week. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, the people are still wandering in the desert, mm-hmm. and they're attacked by the Amalekites. And Amalek, Those people. <laughs> and Amalek is, is a real person that was descendant from, uh, was the grandson of Esau. Mm-hmm. That's way back in the in the Isaac days, back in Genesis. That's where all the problems start. Everything starts in Genesis. <laughs> so uh, we find that the uh, Amalekites... Number one, have always been a problem. There's always been kind of friction mm-hmm. between the Israelites and the Amalekites. And we find that they're cousins. <laughs> of, uh, so it's this is part, this is a family kind of kind of deal that's going on. <laughs> it's a different level uh, of family and, and dysfunction. It could, and it could be traced back to the to the rub between Jacob and Esau and, mm-hmm. and the birthright that Isaac or that Jacob stole, um, you could say. Um uh, where they fooled Isaac in, in doing that. So, anyway, anytime you anytime you read about the Amalekites in uh, in Scripture, it's always because they're they're always fighting with the Israelites. There's it's never a, a good family reunion going on. There. So don't lie and don't steal people's <laughs> birthrights, and then like we're okay. Like then the people won't fight each other. I guess. Well, <laughs> that's a good dream. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so we have. Uh, Amalek and the Amalekites, who are descendants of Esau, uh-huh. and the the Israelite people are they've just had manna from heaven, right? Yeah. Water from the rock. Yeah. And they went to Mount Horeb. See, I did remember. <laughs> and so now they're going to a new place, right? They're they're I think they're they've left that spot, right? Or they uh, it doesn't say that they're traveling. It just says that they got kind of there. Yeah, 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 they, yeah. They got attacked. So, so they've been through all this really cool stuff, and then mm-hmm. like two lines later, and, and God has provided in a number of ways and uh-huh. protected, and and, and all whatever. of a sudden, and all of a <laughs> sudden, <laughs> the, <laughs> the Amalekites uh, uh, attacked them. <laughs> uh, so Moses, uh, being a good leader, he he assigns uh, Joshua to be the the general. Go get. Go get people to fight and to defend uh, the Israelites from the Amalekites. Uh, and Moses says, "And I'll be up on the on the mountaintop, uh, holding my staff, or holding the staff of God." Um, and so the story goes that uh, Moses is up there. The people are fighting in the valley below. When Moses raises his staff, the people get 
uh, a boost in morale and a boost in energy, and they start to win the battle. And then Moses' arm gets tired, and so he starts to drop the staff. Uh, and the Israelites start to lose at that point. <laughs> yeah. And so their solution to this is really for for the advisors to uh, Moses, Aaron, and her to come and to, to hold Moses' arms up. And by holding his arms up, um, you know, the, Isra- the Israelites, you know, win the battle. So I cracked the joke about this when we were prepping. And I was, <laughs> I said, like, man... And Dave's talking about the imagery and the symbolism of the staff throughout the entire book of Exodus. And I'm like, man, what a scene, like up, down, up, down, win, lose, win, lose. It's, and I'm like, man, that's, that's, I would have all kinds of fun with that. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, you come hold my hand. Oh, we're winning again. Oh, I'm tired. And then like, they're trying to switch off and it doesn't go smooth. So they start losing again. I, I just, uh, but anyway, so, so they have, they have been attacked Mm-hmm. Uh, like a good leader. Now I, we could debate that. I'm like, why weren't they prepared for this to happen? But anyway, so so they're figuring all this out. Moses designates and delegates responsibilities to different people because he has to go fulfill a task. Aaron's got to fulfill a task. Aaron, yes. Uh, and everybody else has like got tasks and yeah. and roles to play. Yeah. Um, and so they're all just working together for their survival. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would. I would say that my reading of this is not how do we like love people into the kingdom and how do we like and like do all this cool stuff. It's like I don't want to die, do you? No, cool. Okay, what are the what are the jobs? What do we got to do? And so they're all because of a great need uh-huh. have figured out together what they're going to do. Right. And and remember that Exodus is really a story about the people of God becoming mm-hmm. the people of God. Mm-hmm. So they're learning what it means to be together as a community of faith. They're learning what it means to belong to God and for God to to be their leader. Right. Uh, so they're in the process of of that massive kind of change, uh, really in culture mm-hmm. um, from from where they were before and to being the people that God wants them to be. And so right. this this passage today, you know, we've had passages where we we've uh seen that god provides and takes care and protects uh and this passage today for me really is about the people learning that they need to depend on one another Mm -hmm. and that they need to work with one another and and man isn't that a valuable lesson for any community of faith to learn right uh how to depend on one another yes we're we're doing god's work yes god is among us but in the story uh Everybody who is part of it has to be there and has to like step up to their to their role in mm-hmm. order in order for the battle to be won in order for you know God's purposes to be lived out. It, the people are you know have their responsibilities they have to they have to carry. Well, it's funny too. Like you you talk about how like God's provided and God's done miracles and God's done all these things for them, right? And so you know they were on kind of like in a battle before mm-hmm. that they couldn't win. And they were they were spectators, in the sense of okay, God, you got to do this thing. Then God parts the Red Sea for them, and then they become active participants in that solution, which is they have a role to play. But the role isn't like this one; they they got to walk <laughs> or run or both, like whatever yeah, it is, yeah. right? And then God handles the Egyptians. And and a contrast here is the development here is God has 
is helping them figure it out and win or survive, if you will. But they have to participate now. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the, you, you know, you, you can't, like, you're not watching. Mm-hmm. You know, Moses is going up there. Advisors are going up there to help. You know, Aaron's like, you come, like, we're fighting. Like, we got to go, Joshua. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're fighting. Mm-hmm. Like, we got to do this. So everybody's, like, working together for and participating in their survival mm-hmm. and, and and whatever the the, the task is or, or, or the... the the difficulty or, or whatever they're kind of navigating. And, and I think what's something else that's really important about that, right? And you touched on it is, you know, what a valuable lesson for a community to um, to kind of gain access to and to work through. And, and um, it's funny, you talk about them be, becoming. And so this is one of those where, okay, they were in Egypt. They got out of Egypt. Oh, no. <laughs> Chariots. <laughs> Okay. Oh, we survived. Yay. And then they're like, oh, we should go worship God where Moses worshiped God. And like, God will teach us things. And they're like, oh, we're hungry and thirsty. And then like God provides for them. And then all of a sudden it's like, we're going to die. Like people are trying to kill us. Like what world do we play? And so I'm fast forwarding through a lot of stuff. (laughs) Um, But to this point of, you know, for me, this is one of the first times where it's not that they weren't called to do things or listen because they've been walking and participating. But this is one of those where like they have to take up arms to defend themselves. And this is, I think, one of the first galvanizing experiences for them as a community where they have to trust each other and they have to and they have to support each other mm-hmm. or they're going to die. Mm-hmm. And this isn't where God comes in and does the mir- I mean the the thing is a miracle. But um they are, like I said, they're active participants in this um, and so as they learn this together, like you learn like to trust each other mm-hmm. and talk about like a thing that you need to survive literally mm-hmm. is you have to be able to trust each other and people have to be willing to do their part. Like that's the other, I think, concept here is, you know, it's when you're faced with something like that, you know, it's like, okay, what are you going to do? Uh, you can't, can't go hide and cower because if you do, then we're dead. Uh, and so without being too, you know, doom and gloom, uh, like you said, a, a community learning to be with God uh, and to be with one another in that context is, oh, I have to be trustworthy. Oh, I have to put in, and I am a part of the mm-hmm. solution, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not, we're not spectators, uh, you know, in our faith. Mm-hmm. We we can't, we, you know, I've, I've said before that I can't worship for somebody else. I can lead worship. Right. But I can't worship for anybody who's who's sitting in the pew. I mean, right. that's the responsibility of of, and hopefully the desire of of everybody who's there is to worship God, right? Um, and to to take that, uh, to take our role in our you know, our role in our faith development seriously, right? And how do we participate in that, right? Yeah. So as we've we've kind of touched on the different roles and, and the panic button gets hit and it's like, Oh, we all got to do stuff. We're going to die. Um, and then yes. them becoming and learning. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. So, uh, in a much less stressful context, you know, uh, like you're a pastor, I'm a pastor, you know, we're, we're technically labeled clergy, right? Yeah. Uh, we are clergy. Yeah. We, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, but but there's context in it. 
in this, right? And so um, you talked about you can't do it for somebody else, and I think that something I want us to talk through is, so we I, I was saying kind of like people have roles to play and, and, and parts to play. Let's talk a little bit about the context of those roles and like the value in those, because I mm-hmm. think there's an important part mm-hmm. there. So why don't you dive into that? Well, I, I think what you're, you're, you're not tent- a simple question. You're, you're, you're like, you made, you made a weird statement, <laughs> not, not a question. Yeah. Um, so, you know, as I look at this, this picture of, of this battle and about how Joshua, um, you know, has the role to, to gather the people and to, to go down and fight. And, uh, Moses is kind of providing this, the moral, kind of support and the reminder that God is present and that's through the staff. And then he has to, he has to hold the staff up and, and, uh, Aaron yeah. and her, uh, help him to do that and actually physically will hold his, his arms up so that the staff remains, uh, to, uh, up and the, you know, so the battle can be won. You know, I look and I, I, I just ask myself where, who's the most important role you know what's the most important role that's being played there and they all have to occur mm-hmm. i can't i can't put my finger on one and say well it's it's aaron's you know role of holding up moses's arms is the most important right uh or i, I can't say that it's joshua's who's who's gone down um and is is fighting you know is the most important one because it i mean everything is interdependent mm-hmm. um in the story uh and it's people you know, depending on one another. Uh, and so I can't say that, you know, Moses is the most important character or, right. that, or that her is the most important, you know, there's right. It, it's all required and it all needs to be done. Right. Um, so, so yeah, as far as value wise, it's, it's, it's the kind of the teamwork mm-hmm. um, uh, aspect of this uh, that I see and learning, you know, again, as they're learning to be people of God, they're learning to depend on one another and to all play their parts and to trust one another in, in playing those parts. Yeah, I think I think kind of what we're seeing in a in a really um as I mean kind of bold here, but but as I believe God has intended it to be mm-hmm. is, you know, this is the function of individuality and community mm-hmm. working kind of in harmony mm-hmm. together. And so it's a group of individuals who have different gifts, talents, you know, our our spiritual speak is graces, gifts mm-hmm. and graces, right? This is what we use in the Methodist church, uh, I think. Uh, I, I've heard it a lot here, but <laughs> I never heard it anywhere else either. But, but in that, right? And so you have individuals who have been rallied and galvanized around a cause or a thing or a mm-hmm. struggle or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so in as they bring each of themselves in the capacity in which they have or they can— then it, it's it's connected to the overall community mm-hmm. and they're figuring out where they can plug in and, and help and, and, mm-hmm. and be a part of that. Mm-hmm. And so I think kind of what we're seeing, right, is, you know, it, one of the things I think it's really hard is our culture, and I would argue every culture since the beginning of time, we struggle with valuation and hierarchy. Mm-hmm. So we want, we want, I say we, I use this loosely and it's my take. So, you know, uh, 
but it, it's I, I see themes in the Old Testament where God's like, I don't want to give you a king. And they're like, give us a king. And, and God's like, no, you don't need a king. And they're like, we want a king. And it's, God's like, fine, have a king. Like, whatever. Like, it's not going to go well. And then it never goes well. But but I, I see two things at play when we talk about power structures and power dynamics, right? Is either one is fear, uh, an unawareness of self and self, like I say self-importance, not from like, I'm self-important. I mean self-importance as like that an individual has a critical and a unique part to play Mm -hmm. in the success of their life and the life of their community. Uh, And then, so it's, it's either an, an unawareness or like a, a perspective there that isn't, I guess, whole or in God or two, it's a, it's a shirking of responsibility and wanting to pass the blame off on somebody else if it goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of want to steer our conversation without getting fleshing that out too much into, you know, the comparisons here are, you know, if this doesn't go well for them, could we look at it and go, well, who's, why didn't it go well? And sure. Could we assign blame? Absolutely. Like, um, but I think sometimes what people fall into the the struggle of is we don't feel like we have a lot of individual power or power mm-hmm. to be lived out in a communal context because mm-hmm. of the hierarchy. And then two, so when it doesn't go well, I don't want to create solutions or participate in solutions because oftentimes the solutions have to be worked out with people I think that are problematic. But two is I would rather you just get blamed for it because mm-hmm. I didn't do it. You did it. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't think that's what God intends, right? No, no. Um, you know, I'm thinking, uh, you know, Paul in the New Testament talks about the body of Christ and he uses the body metaphor and how, mm-hmm. you know, somebody's got to be the eye, somebody's got to be the ear. Somebody's got to be the tuchus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that all of those things. And, and if you really kind of see yourself as part of a community... You you bear some responsibility for the work of that community. Mm-hmm. Every 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 member of that community pays plays some responsibility. So when you're blaming somebody, uh, you're you're missing out on your role. You know where uh, what part did you have to play mm-hmm. uh, in in that? And as if we're all kind of part of that community together, then we all bear responsibility for in some ways to to how that community works and functions uh, within the larger kind of culture. Yeah. Um, and so blame actually kind of breaks the community in a way mm-hmm. in that it, the person who is blaming is saying, I'm not part of the problem. Yeah. Um, so therefore somebody needs, somebody needs to fix it um, or change it. And, you know, you're really kind of, just operating in a flawed kind of definition or view of what a community is in that case. Now that's not to say there's not, um, you know, poisonous kind of communities or supremely dysfunctional Mm -hmm. kind of communities that are beyond fixing or beyond kind of, uh, you know, using discernment to, to, you know, take a role in. Um, but there is, you know, but it's easy to point to somebody and say, you were wrong, you failed. Uh, this is your fault, and it's much harder to say I'm part of this community. So how am I going to work to to fix uh, the weak points? 
right within that community. Yeah, I think um, brilliantly put, Dave. Well done. Everybody clap for Dave. Uh, good. I got you to chuckle. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I I think so. There is a so part of what we're talking about too. I think a couple parameters, if you will, that I think are important is relational context. So uh, one of the things I think that's really hard, right, is, well, I want to be a part of the solution. Okay. And then you look around you at power dynamics and structures and inst- and like institutions, right, that exist and go, okay, what can I actually accomplish? Mm-hmm. Or a community, and, and then you're like, okay, where do I fit in here? And then I think there's like that two-way street of there's things that I need that other people have that are going to help me. And then there's things that I have that other people need. And those yeah. things exist at the same time always. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. there's seasons I think in life where people like might have, uh, uh, I don't like the 50, 50 thing. Cause I think it's like completely unattainable and dumb, but in the, just for this concept is, you know, there might be seasons of life where I have my needs outweigh what I can give mm-hmm. or vice versa, where I can give a lot more than I might mm-hmm. quote unquote need. Mm-hmm. And so in the context of that is, you know, Dave and I are friends and colleagues and Dave has relational stock with me. Mm-hmm. So if Dave does something that I don't like, I value the relationship. And so I'm weighing, if you will, the offense, the sin, the thing that I have an issue with against like, is this a relationship I want to keep? Right. Uh, I say this loosely, and maybe you're a person who, like, somebody barely know has offended you, and you actually want to address it because you want it to work, or this might be in a work context, whatever it might be. Uh, that's fine. Um, but I, I think part of what we're talking about, too, is also this relational context of, like, you want the people that you're close to and connected to, you want those things to be successful and good, and that requires you to not leave. You have to work through those problems together. Uh, and, and I think you have to value the relationship. Mm-hmm. You have to value the community. I mean, if you're going to, to bolt at the first sign of problems, then do you really value that community? You know, are you really invested in that? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, and, and you don't, you don't walk into a, into a situation with that kind of valuation or, or that kind of hundred percent. So that grows over time. There's yep. no doubt. So there's, we're, we're talking about not instant kind of, kind of things, but if you've, if you've been supported by a community, if you value that community, you're going to do a whole lot to work within that community before you just, you know, hit the, hit the escape button. Yeah. Uh, and I want to say this too. So we're also talking in the context of not like exposing ourselves and welcoming of abuse. Like, mm-hmm. like, there's levels to this. Like y'all are smart, discerning people. Like pastor Dave and I are not like discussing things in this black and white context of like, you just turn the other cheek and you deal with it. No, 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 no. That there's, and and per person, per, per life, per journey, per wherever a person is at, like there, there are things that are, can be deal breakers or not. Okay. Where you, there is going to be a fracture and, and talking through that or those types of things, uh, you know, may not be fruitful or good, and, and there needs to be a break. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we're not saying, I mean, not to speak for you, but I'm not saying that you stay in an environment or in a space where, like, there is zero repentance. People are not trying to work through things together. There is an equal mm-hmm. valuation of people. Mm-hmm. Um, 
th- that's not it. Like that's not, that's not community as it's intended to be. No, no. And then to further that, um, but I think questions to ask ourselves, right. Or, um, am I leaving this or am I withholding parts of myself from these people or a person because the thing they've done is so unforgivable and all the blame is on them or am I doing like an actual like sober assessment of myself of why I wouldn't go address that? Why I wouldn't work through that? And like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And I think what we find often is when communities really love each other this way and we value each other as, you know, image bearers of the creator, I think we find ourselves much more like the people in this part of scripture where like, oh, we're fighting for our lives and I want you to depend on me just like I want to depend on you. And so you... You start to choose other people uh, as as you're working through yourself because you think people have value. Mm-hmm. Um, being quick to leave uh, is in, is not uh, it's not good for you, I don't think, and I don't think it's good for everybody else as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in that, not saying just like go immediately trust everybody and and you know. Uh, but Kelly, I've been hurt, and there's similar trends here. Like, I'm not here to tell you what you can and can't do. What I am saying, though, is that we were not created to be alone, and we need each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, this story is is not the post-Jesus where it's like, oh, we want to, in, in 2023 America, where it's like, oh, we want to share the gospel and the love of God with everybody. The, the context of this story is like, if I can't depend on Dave to literally watch my back, we're going to die. Mm-hmm. And so when we're talking about the need of one another and to, and to trust each other and to work through conflict and problems together is because that's the context of the story, mm-hmm. is we're fighting for survival. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no, I don't mean dualism like, but I mean, but I can't make it alone. We can't make it alone. We're, we're built to be in community. Mm-hmm. I mean, point blank, God made us to be in community with one another. And so much of the teachings of, of Jesus are about how to be in community, how to be in relationship, even when there's sin involved, even when there's brokenness involved. How do we right. how do we value that community and how do we value the creator who who made us to be in community? Mm-hmm. To to I mean, we're meant to live it out. Yeah. And we're we're meant to deal with the hardships, whatever they might be. Um and we're meant to work together um, to do the work of the kingdom. Right. Um, you know, we talk about this a lot, but this is really the basis, one of the, the bases of our faith together. Jesus is the leader. We're, we're created to be in community, in a community of faith, uh, doing the work of God. Yeah. Uh, in the world, supporting one another while we do that. It, it just, the this is... Uh, just one of the foundations of our faith. Yeah. Um, and it's something that so, so often we see, um, people who don't realize that, who don't understand that about our faith and that that's how the faith is meant to kind of operate. You know, we, we get into, I don't know if it's a consumer mindset of, well, it's, it doesn't check the boxes that I need. It doesn't fill, fill my kind of niche. So, uh, you know, I'm going to move on to the next place or, um, uh, you know, it's, it's, I don't know what that is, but I just see 
that we undervalue um, the role of community and the role of these relationships that are really the basis, uh, mm-hmm. should be the basis of our of our faith together. Yeah. So I, I think, uh, for me at least, my, my final thought uh, is, is more in line with, you know, this was a little bit heavier today, a little bit more direct than normal. Mm-hmm. Normally, like, well, it was the last week, I laughed like every 30 <laughs> seconds. I think I counted. Did you? Uh, yeah, 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 totally. Uh, so... <sighs> I think one of the things that's hard, right, is if I live, if I am a person who lives my life from the place where I consistently relinquish power or choice to the systems or the pain or the struggles I've been through, then that's all I'll ever know, right? And I'm not here to say or devalue or or tell a person who's watching or listening that, like, if you've been through struggles and been in communities where people have been unrepentant and have caused you harm that you know it's an easy thing or you should just go and trust a bunch of other people that's not that's not what i'm getting at what i am saying though is that i'll just use myself as an example i've been in faith communities where like i've been hurt by people and structures and dynamics of power and, and relationships where I tried to address problems and they didn't go well. And then there's been times where like I let my past past and previous pain kind of shape. Like I'm not going to address that. I'm just going to bounce. And both were harmful. But I have reached a place where like I am around people that I very much care about. And I have relationships in the context in which, you know, I'm pastoral, right? Uh, Where I know I'm also supported and in doing that and valuing those relationships, even with all the things that I've been through, I'm finding that not only can I like live my life as I feel like I've been called to as a, as a unique individual, but in that supportive community context, other people can do the same with me. And like what God is having us create together is really good. Mm-hmm. So I guess my, my encouragement is as much more of, I'm not, we're not devaluing or, or saying like your pain isn't valid or real or true or, you know, that it's an easy fix or an easy way forward. Um, but finding ways to value yourself and other people as God has created us to be and to, and to really prioritize that and go mm-hmm. after that where this relationship is going to stay intact because we're going to work on it. I think hopefully... My hope and my prayer is, you know, you find people who do have your back then. Um, I haven't always had community like that. I do now. Uh, and if I had closed myself off, I wouldn't have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're here. We would love to have you. Like, come on. Like, hopefully your experience here is the same one I've had. Uh, but but in that, right, like it's it's – I'm not saying it's easy or it isn't hard to kind of navigate or work through that. But again, like – I think those are some of the truths that we have mm-hmm. to really submit mm-hmm. to and live mm-hmm. by. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's learning to be the people of God. Mm. Uh, it's not that we start out, you know, with perfection or in a perfect relationship or in a perfect community or any of those kind of things, because we're learning together. If we give each other space and support and room uh, and grace, um, we can we can build that that community in in the way that that God has intended it to be. Mm. And really, that's that's how I read the whole book of Exodus. It's just people trying to figure out how to be the people of God. Mm. Um, and I think this is a great uh, 
illustration, a great story that shows how we are interdependent in much the same way Paul was talking about later in the, in the church. Um, you know, it's a consistent truth of scripture that we are interdependent on, mm-hmm. it, on each other. And so anyway, I love this story. That's really, really good. Mm-hmm. So come be a part of community Amen. online or in person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Pastor Kelly. And I'm Pastor Dave. And we'll catch you next week.